Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com this big ass head was in these headphones. Gian uh, Brown. Browns. <laughs> Whoops. What's <laughs> going on, boys? How's everybody doing? This We're is exciting. Great. Look at this professional setup you guys have here. Like, you guys actually know what the hell is going on. Oh, I just broke my microphone. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Well, as as uh, you're speaking to writing us. I haven't done radio in a while. This is, like, yeah. disorienting. <laughs> What's new? Oh, you know. A little this bit podcast. of this. Yeah. Of that. yeah. Apparently, this bar. It is, well, this is my first time in here yeah. at Quarter Bub downtown. Yeah. Uh, uh, and as I see, I have uh, I have company. You have yeah, company. Yeah, it's Travis yeah. Haney. Travis, the Athletic Travis Nashville. you have been wanting to come on. So. This is the long-awaited Travis-Buck intersection at F-Word Spot. Well, uh, remind me why that didn't happen again the last time. Uh, uh, Buck Bell. Um, uh, yeah. So, Travis, you, a no show. you would probably know this better than anybody, but I am like a world-class flake. Absolutely. <laughs> I've known I'm, worse, but, I mean. I, I show up late to almost everything. But what do you say, Buck? You say, I'm aware. Yeah, self-aware I'm self-aware. Being, oh, sure. No, being I, paramount. Listen, I know what I am, okay? I know what I am, and I appreciate you all for loving me nonetheless. <laughs> so I'm excited to be here. Well, this is it. Who can win in a fight, Buck or Travis? Why, I, why is this coming back up again? <laughs> I don't um, why, why, do, why do we always have to fight? I don't, I don't understand that. But like how, long would, it take? how long would it take? How long would it take? How long would it take yeah. to, to fight? Yeah. Or to decide a winner? Yeah. Oh, not very long, just because we're both hella out of shape and we would run out of stamina <laughs> real Fair. quick. It would, it would be a double TKO. Yeah, no, like like one of us would swing on the other and then just then we'd just be like, no, like just hug it out. Hug it out, like bitch. People watching right. would be like, okay, we don't, we actually don't want to see this after all. Yeah. It, change it, 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 it sounds like it would sad. be funny until it would just be, yeah, it would, it would, we would be made to feel sad by how, how unathletic looking it would be. Would it just end with you two holding each other sobbing on the floor? That's it. Well, that's how every evening that we spend the other. <laughs> the Vegas odds on that would be pretty high. Yeah. So, Buck, you're uh, you're at A to Z now. I am. Um, when does the uh, primetime show start? So not until July. They're giving me a little time to ramp this up and learn how to do the technology. You guys are getting my first live stream, yeah. by the way. This is, I, this right. is So I don't know if this is like con- I, if I'm contractually able to do this. Too late. Hi, guys. <laughs> we uh, they were here earlier, so you're fine. Guys oh, they were here yeah. for sure, for sure. Uh, so, all yeah. Friend. We're all friends. It's all yeah. good. For no doubt, no doubt. Uh, six, so the 615 sessions up and live, the podcast remains. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, the, and the A to Z primetime show will begin. I hope to have an F-Words pod appearance uh, once we get that up and rolling, and that'll be going dur- during training camp. And since we'll have nothing else to fucking talk about in July, that's absolutely a perfect time to have an F-Words pod appearance. What are, what are you talking about? We're going to have a three-headed dragon quarterback battle. Drew Locke. Right? I mean... I'm so tired. Lock it up. <laughs> Lock it up. Listen, I'm just really excited to see Drew Locke use Mariota and uh, God bless. Who's our backup now? Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. What do you mean, who's our backup now? I, I've just spent. Well, I've just, technically, Marcus is probably going to be our backup here shortly. Oh, Jesus oh my God. I'm excited to see Locke use them as tight ends. Oh, my God. Our backup is Neil O'Donnell. <laughs> He just he just can't you help wish. steer into it so hard. You know what I'm glad about about this rumor is that it came out yesterday yes. and not in February. It's, yeah, because it's gonna have like a one day shelf life. Yes. No, we it, will know by the end of the night. It's absolutely perfect because I feel like everyone had looked at this draft from every angle possible. Like we talked well, about well, that yesterday. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm out of ideas. Like so, and then True Lock happens, and I'm like. Well, there's a new idea. Let's talk about that. Well, and then let me just rag on my now my now current employers uh, for what they did today on Twitter. Because somebody, one of these slaps, got a hold of this, the. This term, slaps. 
It's just unrealistic. I'm such a great. I love the term. I haven't heard it in a while. And when he called you a slap the other day, Zach, yeah. I was very, very yeah. happy. Yeah, little little do the good people know that are listening to this godforsaken thing that we all have a group text together, and it is literally the bane of my existence. <laughs> but <laughs> but he's always the one that texts us. Does anybody else notice that? That he always texts us well, first? He's, it's he's my world. Masochist. All right. It's he's my world. He loves pain. I, I am I'm here for the self-destructiveness of it. But speaking of self-destructive, I don't know who got a hold of the picture, Austin or Zach today, on the A to Z account. They got, they were running the test, I guess, of one of the screens, and it says, number 19, Drew Locke, Tennessee Titans. And it just explodes on social media, which is what you put those things out there yeah, for. But course. oh my God. Now, how many lines of cocaine does Zach do before the morning show? Because his eyes are bulging out of his head constantly. Uh, he actually I, doesn't sleep. He just, he just stays rolls up. through the coke through the night. Yeah. Yeah, right it, into the morning show. It's just it's just like a constant stream of it. It's it's never he's, it, he really never stops. It's becoming a, a pretty big issue. We yeah. don't like to talk about it publicly. Uh, so Buck is actually the Drew Locke of A to Z. <laughs> they just haven't let Zach know yeah. yet that he's being phased out. Oh sure, yeah. Neither of, yeah. neither of them are under contract next year either. What's up, boys? They're right sizing. <laughs> Whoa, a little hostile takeover yeah. going on here. And listeners, if you're hearing carefully, that was the end of two podcasts. <laughs> this is both. A to Z and football and other F words signing off. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I, I, I look at this Drew Locke thing though, and I'm I'm delighted by it for a variety of reasons. <laughs> uh, just because it's it's pure chaos. Because I mean, there is no way, and I well I shouldn't say there's no way that it happens. Because I, I don't know, have we seen a weirder situation on draft day than that? I if mean, it would Mahomes go down? Dr- or was they traded up for? That was and they had Alex Smith. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's pretty weird. But the way, I mean, just we and Travis and I were talking about this before uh, you put us in front of microphones. Um, it just financially, it makes no sense to pay a rookie quarterback, a first-round rookie quarterback, even if it isn't in the top ten, based on how the contracts are slotted. If you've got Marcus on the books for twenty point eight, Miami's already paying for Tannehill, so that makes it a little easier. But you know, why why waste that money when if you don't get the interior defensive lineman that you like, Dominican Sue is still out there, and that would be a much better use of your fine. Well, well, when they trade Marcus, <laughs> none of it matters. Well, and that's my issue with, with it, too, is I think the Titans are so close to where they want to be right now. They need to get to, what, 10, 11 wins to feel secure about either winning the division or, or securing a wild card spot. Yeah. Why would you make this kind of investment in the long term for your first rounder instead of finding someone who can help you tomorrow? So, right. so for me, for me, I think it could happen simply because if they have a massive grade on Drew Locke, for whatever reason, I, I personally don't think he's that great, but maybe they do. You know, maybe they see the next Mahomes or whatever. If they've got a massive grade on that guy and they're pretty much convinced that Mariota is not it, you know, maybe they are. Then getting that guy, having him have a year where he doesn't have to start right away, you could play Mariota and just let him let Locke ride the bench for a year or ten games. I can't believe we're actually be. entertaining this bullshit. We, I, I it's, mean, it's, it's, there is smoke to the fire. I mean, I mean, you have to talk about. Oh it. There's God. no, there's no player you could draft at 19 that will have a bigger impact on the Titans than an elite quarterback. But and not in think, 2019. Not in 2019. No. But if they are looking for an elite quarterback and they don't think Mariota's that guy and they do think Locke is that guy, I would absolutely be okay with them taking him. Well, I'll go ahead and say it. If, if you're saying you're basically going to a punt on someone playing in 2019, I would just draft Jeff Simmons. Yeah, I mean, because that's the If you're red-shirting a player this 100%. fall, I would just draft him and sign Sue like Buck said. Yeah. That's the route I would go if I were John Robinson. If he's there at 19 and you can get what seems like a generational-type player as a defensive lineman, instead of a project, I think we can all agree that Burns and Pry Farrell have some project qualities to them the same way that Harold Landry did. Sure. I would go with Jeff Simmons. Yeah. Uh, because if, if nothing else, you're playing defense against your divisional rival. Because if he falls to the Colts, my God, uh, save all of your souls. Like, you are so you are so screwed. That is so true. You are so screwed. It's if a little bit of defense in the division. That's right. I mean, why not? It makes it makes way more sense to approach it from that perspective. Yeah. Uh, and I look at it, and I just think, they already, they already have you by the balls, Indianapolis. Right. Do not make it harder on yourselves. Right. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying I'm not going to write it off at its face just because if they do have a huge grade on him, I think it makes some sense. I mean, you know, if, if they're not sold on Mariota, they have a huge grade on Locke. I think it would make some sense to go ahead and grab him because you get the year, the red shirt year for him. And it's not like you're punting on this season. The Titans would still be competitive. But you're not getting value out of the first round would be yeah. my concern. Is yeah. that with last year, obviously, we felt like, okay, Rashawn Evans is somebody who's going to help you this year. Even with Landry, you felt this is someone who can help you in this season. Yeah. And the Titans are so close to where they want to be that I think it would be dangerous to play with that window. If, if you feel like you're this close now and one of those offensive linemen or one of those defensive players can help you win the South or get back to the postseason, I, I think that would be a mistake not to at least pursue that for this fall. I can see that. I, I just you, you have I, to go either totally into the win now thing or you have to go into the we're rebuilding thing. You can't skirt that line. I don't know. I, I think you can. I, I think, think the Chiefs did. I think the Chiefs, they went from Alex Smith, who was a good quarterback, had them on the verge of the playoffs every year, and then they went to Mahomes, who's a, you know, looks like a generational quarterback, and is taking them to another level, and they didn't have to go through a transition period because they drafted him before they really had to. Well, if you can tell me right yeah. now that Drew Locke is Pat Mahomes, yeah. then absolutely. Well, that's that, absolutely what they should do. That, that, that Pat Mahomes was going to be this Pat Mahomes. Right. right. It, but that, and that's the thing. Like, It only makes sense if the Titans have a massive grade on Drew Locke. That's the only way that this makes sense to me. But speaking of Welcome to the conversation. We have Jason Fitz. Fitz here. <laughs> I, I cannot believe what, like you, I sit down and I think we're just gonna have a civil conversation, and I hear Titans <laughs> and Drew Locke. Like I haven't even had a drink yet. It's We've got thing. Titans <laughs> and we have Drew to talk Locke. About it, we have to talk about it, right? Oh I mean, no, don't we? no, no, we don't no. have to. This is not the. I'm, I'm telling you, and 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 this is the same thing I would say to the Arizona Cardinals right now. This is not the draft to take a quarterback. Just stop. There was just a Cardinals fan over here who said the same thing. He said, just I don't because want she's the prettiest girl in the bar doesn't mean you need to marry her. Right now, tonight. Night. He, he, but I'm Murray so lonely, the, Fitzy. Well, I, and I understand, but you, you look dashing. I mean, I don't know why you're lonely. <laughs> I mean, I just don't get it. I look I damn good. I don't know oh, what the hell you're talking about. He looks better than you, man. And, and, and there is this level of like, let, I'm let's, wearing our logo. The 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 level of uh, like, you have a lot of really 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 pretty girls that hang out on your social media. So I don't. Know. Sure. I have hung out with him at a bar. He he's has a lot of total friend zone. Uh, yeah, he's the friend zone <laughs> guy. It's so true. It's so true. I'm I just figured that's where your money we went. Like, you were like, hey, you know, like, I'm going to hire famous, like, Buck listens. Yes, that's absolutely it. I, I, I have no, uh, it's totally asexual. Uh, so I, I will say it on a very serious note in the quarterback conversation. Yes. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was talking to a friend that has been a head coach, an offensive coordinator, and a quarterback's coach in the NFL recently. And his specific job with the last team he worked on was to scout two years draft classes. That is standard operating procedure. You cannot tell me if your scouting people have scouted two years of quarterbacks and you think you might be in the market. You can't tell me in a way that makes sense why Drew Locke is a first-round draft pick, why Kyler Murray, frankly, is worth the first overall pick. You can't tell me when we know that Tua Tungvaloa is likely to come out next year, when we know that Justin Herbert would have been the top overall mm -hmm. quarterback in this year's draft and he comes out next year. People don't uh, forget. I mean, it, it, there is a spot here where there are so many needs. Address the rest of them with the best possible player you can and then get a quarterback when the timing's right. But what is what's going to cost you more is moving up to get Tua because even if you don't think that Marcus is the person and he's the franchise quarterback, you're still probably a eight or nine win team. And I mean, that takes you out of the Tua and the Dexter Lawrence. Did you just say you think the Titans are going to win eight or nine games this year? Well, no, I think they're going to win more personally. <laughs> Jesus, I can't I, listen. I listen to me. I just, I just, just got out of schedule. Just because season. they didn't get Drew Lock. No, 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 no. <laughs> what no. am I missing? What, I, what I'm saying is, if you think that Marcus is not your franchise quarterback, if you are the, they're going to be picking around the same spot next year. Is what you're saying? Yeah. And they, they're going to have a hard time trading up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's Last what I'm year. Saying. So is it better to take Drew Lock now or take Tua and trade up to get Tua next year? Look at it this way. Of the last 11 quarterbacks that have been drafted in the NFL, the last 11 quarterbacks have been drafted in the first round. 10 of the 11 were traded up for. The yes. only one that wasn't was obviously Baker, right? So 10 of the last 11. What that tells you is that the ammunition 
is always there. Nobody ever has the ammunition to get the quarterback they want, and somehow, miraculously, the Chiefs find a way up for Patrick Mahomes. Somehow, miraculously, the Cardinals last year found a way up for Josh Rosen. Like, if the Cardinals draft Kyler Murray first overall this year, then Steve Kimes should hand that in, the GM. He hands that in, then the next thing he does is he hands in his resignation letter. Yeah, and he's like, sorry, I, I screwed this up so bad that I got the coach wrong, the quarterback wrong, and I don't deserve my job anymore. I yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how can you how can you survive that if you're completely admitting failure a year later, complete failure at the two most important spots on an entire football team? Here's my pictures thing. of ownership. People, <laughs> that too. But people people thought vastly overestimate how competent NFL franchises are. Like if you if you understand, if you've seen any part of this business, you know that it is just as human as anything that any of the rest of us do for, for work, and that it has all the faults of every other business model. And the NFL is particularly ridiculous because, you know, just because these guys are paid millions of dollars doesn't mean they're that much smarter than you and I. Like, that that's that's the honest-to-God truth at the end of the day. You look at Arizona and you think, oh, my God, that team is totally lacking direction. You look at Tampa Bay, who paid Donovan Smith God knows how much money to be a terrible left tackle just because he was up in a contract year and they need a physical body to get in the way of Jameis' fat ass. <laughs> I, I, I look at this and I think I'm, I'm shocked by the way that people – People put NFL teams on pedestals, put NFL personnel people on a pedestal, uh, just because well, it they doesn't... Do, they have staffs and do this year-round. I think there's a, a certain level of expectation that should be there for fans who are sitting at home and Googling and follow, and putting all these people into the mock draft machines and... Totally fair, but don't let don't let that all of that blind you to actual human mistakes that happen in any other But business. are they mistakes, or is this just that damn hard? I mean, I think that's that's the reality. Is the evaluation also pretty damn hard. Is, <laughs> if you're doing this year-round and, and and as Fitzy said, you're, you've got two years. You're looking at quarterbacks, and they still get it like absolutely wrong. I mean, yeah. it's that hard to me. Well, and the other thing about quarterbacks in general that we all have to remember is there is such a long process. And this this is sort of what I would say to the Giants. I mean, think about the Giants. Everybody wants them to take a quarterback at six. What if they don't? If they don't take a quarterback at six next year, they will have their run of whoever is in the draft. They're also likely going to have at least an opportunity, should they want to, for Jameis Winston and possibly. Marcus Mariota, yep. who were the first and second overall unquestioned picks at the time of their draft class. I mean, this is such an inexact science. Yes. If I'm a team, like like right now, if I'm looking around the landscape, I'm not taking a shot on a quarterback unless I know. I know in my bones I'm willing to risk my livelihood on it. And it's not about the money. I got into this argument this morning with Mike Golick Jr. It's not about the money anymore. Name drop. It's about the well, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's a humble brag. It, it's, it's, about, it's about time. Because if you draft a quarterback today, if they if, if the Titans decide to draft Drew Locke, then what they have just told you is that they're either going to start him this year or sit him this year. That's one. Then he's going to get a year to start. Then he's going to get a second year to figure out any if he's any good. Then he's going to get that next year yeah. just to see what's going on. You are putting your franchise in a four-year bind at least just to give that guy time. Do you really want to start that process? Because if you're wrong, <laughs> if you're wrong, and, you're screwed. And a franchise that's had how many offensive coordinators and how many years and Marcus has been through all of that. I mean, it feels yeah. like we've had well, a lot the, of quarterbacks. I mean, Marcus, for lack of anything else, has stabilized the quarterback position here. You can at least say that. He's going to go through his full five years of a rookie contract and with the previous two guys, that did not happen. And so, I, I don't think to that point, I don't think there's any reason to expect Marcus has anything less than two years left. No matter what he does this year, yeah. you franchise him next year. Yeah. doesn't matter. I'm, I'm in on the franchise tag for Marcus next year, no doubt, because I think that's the only way you're going to keep a franchise quarterback. Fitzy, you are a Raiders fan. Yes. You have four. <laughs> My life is so three, happy that you brought that Three first-round first picks. I'm so happy I no can be here for this. No quarterback? <laughs> You're no not, quarterback. You don't think the they're going to take a quarterback? Nope. And I have, I've talked to people around the team. I've talked to people with yeah. knowledge uh, around the team. And but the aren't they all consensus. kicked out of a draft room right now? Well, <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, but but we all know that that's not really that unusual. I mean, yeah. the, the, the kicked out of the draft room part of it's kind of funny. It became a story. Uh, but ultimately, it's just because it's the Raiders and they're already a circus. Let me, well, that, that is true. But but you talk about quarterbacks at this yeah. point. They already paid. Uh, they, once they shelled out $19 million earlier this offseason to Derek Carr, they're on the hook for that $19 bucks, no matter what happens. Yeah. The other part of it is, as much as we talk about Derek Carr, the over paid quarterback. Let's also remember that Derek Carr now for the remaining three years of his contract because the way they did his contract 
he costs about $19 million a year, which is a value at quarterback for somebody that's completed 63% of his passes, for somebody that's touchdown to, to interception ratio is great, for somebody with a career passer rating of 89, basically, yeah. and for somebody that's had four offensive coordinators and four head coaches in five years. So if I'm the Raiders, why am I possible? I, I got a value at quarterback that may not be great, but he doesn't suck. And yeah. at this point, having a quarterback that doesn't suck might just be good enough to at least keep you relevant in the NFL. They have so many, so many needs on the defensive side of the ball. They have four picks in the top 35. I genuinely believe they are going to use all four on the defensive side of the football, Ooh. and they are going to rework their defense. Oh, my gosh. It's my hot take. I like it. Oh, I like unless it. The, only, the only thing is obviously Diana Rossini, a lot of reporting today yeah. on the Redskins. If the Raiders can trade down, they are going to trade down. Yeah. I mean, that, there, there's no doubt about that. They would be ignorant not to with the amount of capital they have. Well, and it seems like a fairly easy phone call for Jay to call John and be like, hey, bro, <laughs> what's it going to take to move from 15 to 4? I don't know, but that, doesn't doesn't John seem like somebody that would just want to like twist the knife a little further with Jay? Like, I'm just, good with that. Just I'm make him bleed it a little more. You they know, just, they just talked just about it at Eastern, let's be honest. They, they were at <laughs> They were like, hey, what do you think? Does anybody do a limited fake Gruden? Anybody? No. No. I, I think the Lebowski, team. Do you do good Gruden? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, anyone in the bar? Just anyone in the bar? Can we get one fake Gruden? John Gruden? I need it just once. I, I genuinely believe if there's a team in the top ten that we should be talking about in the quarterback market that we are not, it's not the Titans, it's the Buccaneers. They're, the Buccaneers, the Bucks, Tampa Bay sitting at the fifth overall pick. They're in the last year of Jameis Winston. And we can have a conversation all day long about what Marcus is going to be moving forward. But at the end of the day, Marcus is at least a great He's, he's a character quarterback in a market that cares about that. Jameis Winston is not. We all know that, all yes. right? So you're stuck on Jameis Winston. You're in the last year of a deal. I don't think they're going to franchise Jameis Winston. So why are we not at least having the conversation about Tampa Bay? I mean, if Tampa Bay wants Kyler Murray or Dwayne Haskins, I yeah. think they'll have their shot. I'm, I'm still not convinced. I'm the only person in the world not convinced Kyler Murray is going number one. I think Tampa Bay could be sitting there with two quarterbacks available. Ky Kyler Murray is not going number one. He's just not. Uh, I, I should have been saying it, and I agree with you. He's just Who, not who's, going to Which sources are you citing? I, I look at this. I guess eyeballs, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, no. Common no. sense. I mean, common what Common sense what good would tell it? you to draft draft Kyler Murray. Why? Number, because you do not hire Cliff Kingsbury and not draft Kyler wait, wait, Murray. Okay, so so let, let's take a scene from Elf here. All yes. right? Oh, a good. Classic. You're great American. Can movie. you please work this? I'm so yes. excited for this reference. <laughs> okay, so you remember in Elf when they need their great idea, right? And so the writers come in and they pitch, bringing <laughs> yes. in another writer? Yes. You're telling me Cliff Kingsbury's job interview went like this. Cliff, what would you do to get to earn the head coaching job for the Cardinals? Well, number one, I'd revamp the whole offense around another guy. That's the sales pitch? Of all the coaches in the, like, every coach could come in and give their sales pitch of what they would do with the team. They hired the guy that said, first and foremost, I'd waste the top overall pick from last year by re-picking re at the same position this year. I'm not buying that interview. Yeah, like, why would you hire that guy that's not going to come in and take what you already have and make it better instead of just breaking it all down. That's I like, mean, I, I'm imagining Tyler going in and I'm like, guys, yeah. I got it. I got it. I'm ready for this interview. Page number one, we get Tom Brady. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Page hey. number two, Aaron Rodgers is great on Madden. Let me yeah. show you. I mean, <laughs> I mean no. drafting Kyler solves nothing. You still have a horrible offensive line. You still have a subpar defense at this point with Patrick Peterson maybe being a... Deleted team, all his, uh, his Cardinal stuff off social media. But I saw you that. You have no one to protect Kyler and I don't so care. So did Rosen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I, like I look at build no, around Rosen. It's not. It, I think it's more about Josh Rosen than it is about anything else. I don't think people are nearly as high on Josh Rosen they are at, as they were when he was getting ready to get drafted after seeing the full body of work, or at least one year of a sample size of Josh Rosen. I know that they have a lot of holes on that team. Like Arizona was not a good football team, yeah. uh, and and they, it was a bad coaching staff, a bad situation. But I look, I look at Kyler Murray, I look at Cliff Kingsbury, and I think if you're going to take a swing like that, why not go all in? Like if you're going to make a splash. Make the damn splash. I thought Cliff's thing was he knew McVay. Wasn't that the whole deal? That's why he got the job. <laughs> he yeah. washed his car. Didn't, <laughs> didn't matter yeah. what he said about the quarterback position. Uh, he walked and, in and but and but like, what did McVay do? What did McVay do? McVay took a quarterback that was on the verge of correct. being let go from that's his team. Jerry Goff was and is Josh Rosen. They're very yeah. much the same person. Uh, I, that's Again, that uh, the McVay comparison. They're both coming from the same state. I mean, you know what I mean? There's some definite why, parallels between those. Like, why have we made this complicated? Nick Bosa and Quentin Williams are the two best players in the draft. I agree. Quentin Go Williams is absolutely the best player in the draft. Take one of them. Yes. Like, this is simple. Hey, can you trade down? 
Yeah. yeah. That's, I, mean, I think, Arizona, of what they want to do. They want to trade down. There, yeah, there's. I, I've seen a rumor floating around out there that they actually want San Francisco to trade up to get Bosa, and that's why they're floating some of the, well, we might not take Murray thing. They want them to come up, get Bosa, and them to get down and get number two and a couple other things. And it, it, I don't the, know if it'd be Williams or, or Murray at that point. But Well, and I, I think that's when you, whenever we look at these trade r- rumors, who's a benefit? The same reason that I think that the Raiders trade, the Raiders rumors of taking Kyler Murray, I don't think are coming from Oakland. I think they're coming from New York. The Jets want the world to think that if you want Kyler Murray and he slips, you got to move up into three because we all know the Jets want to move down. Like, you know, an agent told me years ago, anytime you see a rumor back, walk it all the way back and figure out the person that benefits the most and you've likely found who started it. Well, that's that's journalism 101, right? Figure out who the story benefits the most. Once a story breaks, figure out who it benefits the most. So we can circle back to Locke on that. Yes. And I think it benefits the Titans most because they're trying to entice someone else to take him, someone else to move up so that they don't have to worry about who's picking around. Yeah, and if you're the Titans, and, and let's face it, most of us think the Titans are going to take somebody on the defensive side of the ball, right? One or, would assume. Or a wide receiver. We all, we've yeah. seen that. Those are two positions that are stacked lower in the draft. If they you are. Want, if they really want a wide receiver, go to the second round. If you want a defensive lineman, there are great defensive linemen that are going to be at the bottom of the second, top of the first. Even if, if you need Titans, an edge you guy, you can, you can get Jalen Ferguson, uh, a later pick. I don't know if they would take a swing on Ja'Kai Polite after everything that's happened with him. If you can get him in the third round I would. Yeah, I, absolutely. I don't care or what kind of Or in the mock drafts, you well, can get him in the third round. Of all I done. You I are so you are an addict with this draft network is, stuff. Like it put the needle down, man. <laughs> but to, he's doing one to, right uh, now. To, I have <laughs> not am not doing one right. I have not done one a day. I am sober <laughs> one day. To, to Jason's point. I've seen so many different mock drafts have so many of those receivers, defensive linemen, edge guys, all stacked from pick 20 to pick 80 that I don't know how they're going to actually play out. I mean, I don't know how these teams yeah. actually value a certain player, whether they think they're a first-rounder or a third-rounder. Somebody's going to be there for the Titans that feel like at those positions they need that maybe we're not considering because of the varied perceptions and evaluations that they have of these players. And I don't remember the last time we saw that level of variance at one position. Like, the wide receiver position really does feel like at this point you've got, like, 40 grandmas in the produce department all arguing about which avocados are the freshest. Like, <laughs> I, that, it, it, they're all... I don't know. It's what been a long day. I, it's been a long day. I was about to say, are you... I, I, I wonder how much of the words to trust coming out of your mouth just because you've been in front of a damn microphone for so long today, Fitzy. You have so much left to do. But, but, but it was so damn folksy I mean, that we liked it. How many of you guys that's what first thing I learned. I moved to Connecticut, right? I'm like, hey, what groceries? Because there's there's one weird thing about Connecticut. They don't really have chain grocery stores. Not really. There's more than one weird thing. They don't have like they don't have like Kroger or like no. like any of your regular brands. They're all so small I, and sort of weird. Yeah, and, and they're like mom great. and pop sort of places. So then I start asking everybody. I'm like, well, how do you pick the grocery store? And they're all talking about the way they like the produce prices and who has the freshest <laughs> tomatoes. And I'm like, and they're all people bucks age. So I'm like, people bucks <laughs> no, age. No, no, avocados. Definitely avocados. avocados. Do so, not do not blame the millennial generation for for grocery store snobbery just because every uh, white girl in the world I think you know, deserve man. the blame. Every white girl in the world wants avocado toast and I'll tell you it's but not But they're terrible. all millennial white women. <laughs> and I, I will say in fairness like maybe the, the rumors of north versus south and like eating habits are kind of true because. Well you look like, at you. You're down 30 pounds. I swear to God it's because you've gotten to be a food snob. Well it's also because I live in Bristol, Connecticut. That's There's it. not much to do other than work and work out. Like that's basically uh, yeah that, that's basically true. You're right. I have been in front of a microphone for a long time today but I'm not I'm not afraid this is I think for the Titans specifically I I would say two things one if you can move down you move down number two this is but not out of the first round right no No, god Amy would lose her mind Uh, uh, well and I think like boring a boring draft is a good draft for the Titans you know that's that's just the John Robinson model right like John Robinson model is going should be what did we talk about this week Buck keep it simple stupid no who are the boring guys on the board. Yeah, Travis Travis was trying to figure out who most fit the Titans mold by trying to figure out who the most boring players in this draft are. Uh, but it's it, not it's, Jerry Tillery, because no. he's pretty interesting. Christian Wilkins, Chris Lindstrom. Uh, th- those are the guys, I, I think. Yeah, I'm, but if you landed two, either of those two players, you should do cartwheels up and right. down the You'd street. Be in because love. those are Absolutely. two guys that think they, people think are going to be day one impact players. I'm pulling yeah. hard I, for Wilkins. I think pulling hard for Wilkins. Those are the two guys that I just my gut feel, I feel like are in play there. I, well, I just think hearing Lindstrom, Mike Vrabel's evaluation after the fact, if they do take Wilkins, will be 
very interesting. We all saw the video of him at Clemson Pro Day. Yeah. Yep. There's some sort of relationship there if you listen to what Wilkins said yesterday at the stadium. It, it leads you to believe they really like this kid. It would be the first time, I would think. We've talked about, okay, Mike Vrabel in year two. How much more involved is he? This would be the stamp of a Mike Vrabel pick to me. Right. Yeah. By the way, I, I will say, if there's any one constant I've found, at least at the national level, Mike Vrabel is really, really, really respected. And that yeah. sort of surprised me. I, it's been a long time since I've, I've seen people or heard people walking up and down the halls at ESPN talking so, like, they're, they're waxing about how much people love Mike Vrabel, the human being, Mike Vrabel, the coach, Mike Vrabel, the defensive mind. Like, I, there is a, a level, like, I, I know everybody wants the Titans to get more national love. Mike Vrabel is going to be part of what leads to that because he is so well-liked at the national level, and that's not something I have seen uh, in the past. So th there is a, a special piece there. Dominique Foxworth, your colleague at ESPN, we had him on the radio show when I used to do it. One of the most complimentary, one of the most complimentary interviews I've ever done of Mike or of somebody talking about Mike Vrabel. They used to work together at the Players Association. Said I trust Mike Vrabel more than anybody I worked with there. And that is something that that is that follows Mike Vrabel. He has built up that repertoire or that resume of being able to of being able to, you know, instill confidence in people, follow through on what he's going to do. And listen, if if all of this works out because everything is predicated on the quarterback's health, but if all of this works out, I think Mike Vrabel can very well be the face of your franchise in a way that you don't necessarily need the players and their personalities to be. I mean, obviously, you like Lawan and Rashawn Evans is a cool guy. Jayon Brown is somebody who's going to be here for a long time. But Mike I mean, Vrabel, Drew Locke will be. Drew Locke, absolutely. It's it's the Locke show. <laughs> Throw it all out. It's the Locke show. I'm here for it. Number 19. I, I, Give I me think, anarchy. Let it burn. I do think Vrabel and Robinson, that pairing, I, I haven't felt as confident about a coach GM pairing here in Nashville in a very long time. I mean, probably ever. I mean, because honestly, yeah. even going back to the Floyd Reese Fisher years, you know, there was always a little bit of a power struggle. I felt like they weren't always on a the little same bit. page. So I feel like Robinson and Brabel, at least publicly, as far as I can tell, are very much on the same page. And I, I think they're very competent at their jobs. Isn't it that the new world too? Like Travis, I mean, you know, this better is exactly than anybody, where like, I was going like, with it. In college football, you want to be identified by, by coaches, right? And that's, that's sort of seeped into NFL culture. Players at the NFL are so replaceable. The one thing that you want to be able to sort of hang your hat on is say, hey, this is and when when a coach transcends and their identity becomes what you uh, what you sort of associate with the franchise, then you have Bill Belichick. Then you for better or for worse, you have for years. We praised Mike Tomlin's approach, mm -hmm. although it's come under scrutiny for the last six, seven months. We praised Mike Tomlin's approach. We weren't talking about the players more than we're talking about the coaches. That's the new world. And, and, and I think that's frankly where the Titans want to be. I, I, I think that's where they want to be. Well, and to add to that, it's exactly what I was going to say is the NFL is getting younger, right? I mean, I think that's what everybody's sort of looking for. So here you have this very young, you know, lower 40s. What is he, 43? But I think but maybe Robinson's 44 and Vrabel's 43. They're in the yeah. same range. Yeah. So you have a progressive approach to your franchise. And I think for so long, Houston and then Tennessee had been stuck in this old school mentality of doing business in the NFL. This is really, it started with Robinson. I think that's where it really started. And then the impetus to make that change, and not just Vrabel, but you look at the entire coaching staff. The profile of most of those coaches has gotten much younger. The outlier there being Dean Pease, who kind of provides a role, I think, as an older mentor, been around the block sort of coach. But if I'm a fan of the Titans, I'm appreciating a change in the way that you approach philosophically your entire franchise. And I think it started with the GM, now to the coach. Well, and, and you, Buck, you've heard me say this a million times. This is a city full of people that are either famous or yes. used to be famous or think they should be famous <laughs> or they know somebody that's famous. Or Like, this is a city where everybody wants VIP access to everything, no matter what they do. Do you know who I am? I have a podcast. <laughs> for God's sake. That's, that's why I say all the time when how I many try times to get you get hit up, hit up for tickets, uh, right? My, my God. <laughs> but, but when you, especially, to, the number of people today, like today, really, today's the day you think I'm just going to pull draft passes out of my ass. But I, I say all of that because I, I think, and I've said this for a long time, the most important thing for the modern Titans is to find an identity of, that has to 
have something to do with stardom. The Preds aren't just popular because they're good. The Preds became incredibly popular when they started scoring goals and it was flashy. Like, people want something that they can look at and say, okay, that, that I can relate to. Vrabel has that personality. And the more we see the, the videos that are, you know, that go all, all over the place of him just putting on, you know, putting on the pads and working out with people, the more we see that, the more it becomes this identifiable thing around the Titans. The more it becomes a story that people want to go to. And that, for the franchise, that's identified. Buck, I want to hear your thoughts on this because we see it almost every day. How much does he want to lean into that? I think he's been reluctant. But I think he's been reluctant to this point to make it about him. And I think there will be a part of him that is always reluctant about that because he wants it to be about the players. He wants it to be about the franchise. But in reality, he has this personality. He has name recognition in the league and nationally with, with fans. He should embrace it a little bit more. I get why you wouldn't in year one, because you're feeling it out. You want to figure out if you can win games, which they did. They found ways. But now, does he move into a different kind of territory with that? Well, I, I think, I think. listen, and people make fun of it, but the mustache is all the evidence that you need that he's going to be. personality. He's going to be a little more it's Mike Vrabel. Mike Gundy uh, mullet. There's no doubt about it. Listen, Mike Vrabel is somebody who, who recognizes what the situation is here in Nashville. He understands that you need something like igniting the fire to keep fans engaged over the six-week break that the NFL has. Just because Titans fans need something to keep their engagement up. You need to create a, a different level, a, a, just a different feel around the football team, and they did a good job with it. It was his idea to put uh, igniting the fire in. Mike Vrabel understands. No other coach openly talks about like fan, fan presence in the way that Mike Vrabel did last year. This is somebody who understands that, he, and he's talked about Marcus Mariota being the counterbalance mm-hmm. to Marcus Mariota's personality. If Mike Vrabel needs needs to take that mantle upon himself. I think he's willing to do it, and I think he'd be great at it. And, and real quick, I think that's important because one thing I learned, you know, over the course of the next few days on the draft broadcast, ESPN and ABC, I sat down with a lot of different country <laughs> nice artists, plug. right? And it's it's Should amazing be. how many country artists are Titans fans, and I won't name which ones, but how many of them are Titans fans? They can't tell you the name of a single player. Yeah. But the oh, I'm more that they that. start, but the more that they start feeling like they can have a beer with Mike Vrabel, again, that's how this town was built. Luke Bryan is successful partially because because he's one of those guys that everybody feels like, you just go have a beer with Luke Bryan. You can go get stoned with Eric Church. Like, there are these moments that that's part of what makes artists go to the next level. That's part of what I think can make Mike Vrabel and the brand of the Titans go to another level. Just real quick, because Jason has to go. First, I want to say that... Oh, what the hell? Me and Travis yeah. are... Tra- I just well, because I mean, he said ABC staying, right? one time about Pitsy. Are you I only said ABC one no, hell no. Are you not staying? No, I mean, I can okay, if you would well, like me man, we, I meant we to say ABC say. More, more, more times. I'm sorry. But, uh, Jason, this podcast probably wouldn't have happened if you hadn't inspired me and me knowing you and how Aww. you came up through this. Don't get sappy. No, I did it yesterday on Twitter. Yeah, you, but, you've both done it this week, and I, I know, loved it. I know. But, I mean, Jason's a big inspiration to me. I mean, I have another job. He had another job when he started his podcast, and we just went for it. And me and Lebowski, we started it. This was a fantasy football podcast. And then we started Thank doing God this. Thank God it so. isn't anymore. Uh, no. Yeah. I, well, we gave great fantasy advice. <laughs> Never draft a for running back uh, <laughs> if you, it, high. Except Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, but I would say to that, you're doing, everybody always asks me, how do you make it? And I, I don't know. I just know what worked for me. But the number one thing I did was I started creating content. If yeah. you want to create content, create content. And then you just hope it's as good as it can be. And you grind and you hope people notice. Y'all are doing a great job. So I, you know, I'm glad we got to do this. I'm glad I got to hang out. But most importantly, you're here because of you. So yeah. congratulations. Well, the reason I you. like all you guys is because it's, it's passion because you care about it but it's fun like yeah. it's this is supposed to be fun i think it gets lost a lot we, we work in sports you know we've no we all want to do cool shit with our this friends this is time. great i mean yeah. you left another industry because you believed in having fun in sports and it's very possible if you pursue it well yeah. and that's that, that's the whole point i mean i, I when it comes oh, to hey, Lebowski. i was oh, like oh, where's hey, that boy doing i'm like everybody else left the podcast that's on this podcast i've been mingling and socializing thank you very much we've had quite i mean i'm sitting here my Bladder is up. dying. Stud. No, but but in all seriousness, so we, we're not just you know handcuffing Jason over here. I, I am not the most savvy person when it comes to X's and O's in the actual business of football, but I still want to talk sports, and that's what why I like doing the podcast that we're doing is 
it's we're just here to have a good time. And and once I stopped really focusing on the fact that I'm not the most savvy person when it comes to X's and O's, I really started enjoying it. And it's being in front of a mic feels very natural now, where three years ago, I didn't want to hear my own voice on a voicemail. Dude, I did my first podcast in my car because I felt so stupid. I didn't want anyone to know that I was doing a podcast. That is true. But I would say this, like, at the end of the day, I'm not an analyst. And I know I'm not an analyst. I try and surround myself with really smart people. But ultimately, having something to say is having something to say. And the best sports talk to me is this. I think the future of sports talk is this. I think when you look at where where sports is going as concepts, as much as tonight there's going to be a bunch of shows with people with suits and ties on, that's a world that I think is dying. And the future is people casually having a really elevated sports bar conversation. That's a world I want to be in. Y'all are crushing it. Speaking of elegant conversation, real quick, who would win in a street fight, the band Perry or Little Big Town? Oh, Little Big Town. All day long. All all day long. Little Big Town. There's actually (laughs) men in Little Big Town. What? Yeah. (laughs) What? That's a walk-off. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you, man. Really appreciate it. All right. Well, Jason's going to step away from the mic. We've still got uh, Buck. And we all have to hug Jason as yeah, he Yeah, they're going to get up and hug people. So I'm just going to stand here in front of the mic and bloviate for a second because uh, that's the beauty of this podcast, isn't it? Listen, if you can see the live stream, I don't know if you can or not, but you're at least listening to the recording. We have had quite the turnout today, and I do have to say thank you very much. The only reason why we record this is because people actually tune in and enjoy it. I mean, don't get me wrong. We do like to hear ourselves talk, and and that's part of it. But in all seriousness, we really do truly love our listeners. We like that you enjoy the content that we're putting out. So thanks for coming out. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate you downloading the podcast and listening. And if for some reason you have found us and you're not following on Twitter, it's football and other F-words. It's at F-words pod. And all of this wouldn't be possible without Corner Pub. Corner Pub on Fifth Avenue. Ooh, look at you with the live read, Lebowski. Absolutely yeah. fantastic to us today. 151 Fifth Avenue. If you're not down here already, come visit us. But in all seriousness, thank you very much to Corner Pub. They've been great today. They've got a hell of a setup down here. This is the first time I've been in this establishment. They have TVs in every possible corner for it's my amazing. eyeballs to search. So I'm uh, currently getting flicked off. I think that means that people want their headphones back. <laughs> I'm going to transition out. I, you know, I figured out, Buck, why we're Wait, here. did we just host the F-word? Are we hosting now That's the F-word pod by ourselves? They, they invited us so that they could just walk around and talk to people and drink beer. That's such why a, we were invited. This is such a load of shit. They waited for us to show up. They told unbelievable. Us that, they told us that we were going to do like the last couple hours. Yeah, yeah, just come by whenever you want. Yeah, Because yeah, they're yeah, the celebrities okay. here. This is their day. They're going to come. They're going to they're gonna go glad hand. They're going to go, they're gonna go take pictures, kiss babies. Uh, Buck and I will take it at 6 o'clock. They're going to well, be having I mean, beers. Like, let's let's be honest. You always say that you are the host of the F Word Pods and you just invite us on. Oh, no, so, this is I mean, absolutely my podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, we're just returning it to the natural order of things. Is there you anything know? you guys want to ask us since uh, you were nice enough to now come? That, now that you have us on the podcast. No, I really, I, here's what I want to know. Does this feel weird to you? Because it feels weird to me. You know, <laughs> we are in this very professional environment. I can't just put on and my And not in Zebo's garage. Yeah. With this dog, there's yeah, people it, around. It feels very, wrong. It does feel wrong a little it, bit. I if Huxley could be here, I, I'd be a little bit more comfortable. Service dog. I, no, can't yeah. just, I can't just throw on my headphones and have the first thing that I hear is Travis say, does this feel weird to you? Because it feels weird to me. <laughs> Why not? Lean in. I fe- listen, I felt <laughs> weird all day, boys. It, to Lean answer in. your question, this absolutely does not feel normal. I need to be surrounded by a torn apart Halloween skeleton that <laughs> Zach has in his garage for some odd reason. That, that Huxley's chewing on. Huxley Boxes this is also my like first, uh, first sober uh, F-words pot. I'm very disappointed <laughs> about that. Oh, what the hell? They let you drink? Having... What do you mean not, they let me? Not what? only do we let him drink, we ask him to pick out the beverage of his choice. Why? I, I what is this crap? the first time that we were on. <laughs> what? Well, we do it for our favorite guests. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Who had the most downloaded show? Who had the most downloaded show? I'm still flexing on Travis Haney for that. I took over again after he was there. Uh, we'll have to go to the tape on that. Go we'll to, the to the tape. I want numbers. I, told, well, I think well, maybe listen. Zach was just placating me. Buck, <laughs> he was just trying to make me feel better. Buck, what, 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 what the one that you were supposed to come. Tequila, That's beer. Right. Your what? A squirt bottle of PCP. Like, what would you prefer <laughs> that your liquid of a choice A squirt be? bottle of PCP. What? Is that not? Is that not okay? Listen, boys. I got all 
the tequila out of my system last night. I know that this weekend is going to be jam-packed. I mean, like Travis said before we went on air, this is like a three-day game. Like, we're exhausted, and this shit hasn't even started yet. Right. All right? So right. We, we're, ready, we're ready to go. We're ready to do uh, do the draft, have it. I mean, it's been a, 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 a total uh, incredible spectacle yeah. to have it here in Nashville, and it's been a, it's been a, an incredible thing for us, at least. I, well, I, I haven't think. seen it yet. You haven't been down there? I haven't oh, off. you are such a snob. Go so, down there amongst the unwashed masses. So I, I took a picture. I know Paul went at you a little bit earlier about now. I don't, it's not that I like that the draft is here. I don't know what I'm going to get out of it yeah. as a Titans reporter. I don't. If, if the guy's there, which I hope he is, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll get something out of it. If he's not, I don't really know what I'm getting out of it. That's my whole point. Sure. I, I hope everybody has a great time. It actually was easier to get down here at 3.15 than it was on a, a normal day at 3.15. Because everybody got let out, let out of work early. Well, are they, are they no, terrified everyone enough to not come down here too, I think? My whole thing, I've been bird scootering around the, the city <laughs> well, the entire week. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen the photos. We know that. Well, listen, God bless you. You run off the guy from CBS Sports, Will Brinson? Yeah, I run him down? I actually concussed Will Brinson. Don't tell anybody. So I parked a block away, and I'm walking out of the parking garage. The first thing I see is a dude wiping out on a bird scoop. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know what? This draft thing might be okay. Oh, this no. is the most natural Nashville thing. It's going to be a lot of good content, uh-huh. for sure. It made it made me feel like I was at home. No, Jim White, God bless him. Why does Jimmy always get the best picture? Because every- he takes photographs all the time. He literally, he is always working. And I just happened to run, I was running late to that WKRN thing I did yesterday with Corey Curtis. And I'm, bird- I'm at the George Jones because we were there for an NFL Network availability thing. I forgot about it, so I'm running late i had no other choice but to get on the damn bird scooter and who do i see at the bottom of the pedestrian bridge as i'm trying to cowardly break down the incline uh is jim wyatt sitting there snapping pictures of me and now i'm just waiting for the moment when i wipe out and jimmy gets it on video that would have been amazing oh god that would have been fantastic uh, so the the cool thing for me in the moment it kind of like triggered for me i was walking across uh fifth avenue coming up here and I crossed over Broadway, and I looked down Broadway, and you've got the draft stage down at the very end of it. And this was at, like, noon. And there was already a crowd in front of the draft stage. And... Um, Will Compton hanging out for the boys. Yeah. Oh, that is the what's boys. going on. That's what all the noise yeah. is in the background. Okay. Yeah. All the boys. Will, Will Compton's doing his thing. <laughs> so, so Compton, <laughs> he, I don't think you are here for this. He came in hot on some Game of Thrones takes. Like, did he? Went, like like ten, 17 in a row. 10 minutes solid without he, headphones He's found on. some Nebraska so fans is what he's found. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's what's going on over there. God help us. But, yeah, it was fantastic. But, yeah, I, I took a picture of, like, Broadway. And so, like, I mean, I've been to Broadway a million times as someone who's lived here and just to see the draft stage at the end of it and like all the NFL network stuff it was just like wow it's really happening this is this is happening I, it, it's something that I never dreamed would happen as a kid no yeah, this is up. I really like seeing the environment and I'm like you Travis I haven't even seen the stage yet but just uh, the vibe that I'm already getting just from Corner Pub is is pretty impressive and the number of fans that I'm seeing that are streamed downtown for a football event at oh I'm sorry it's like what 345 on a Thursday. I yep. mean, yeah. the city is done working for the day. Oh, hell, people have oh, been drunk since 9 a.m. We did the show at Acme this morning from their radio <laughs> studio. I'm walking out, and some dude goes, hey, cold beer here. I'm like, brother, I haven't even had a breakfast. <laughs> Just relax. I need a coffee. Right, so I don't long, need- long way to go to pick 32. Oh, my God. From that oh, my God. Amen. Yeah. And I, you know what? Let's step back and say I, I wondered when Goodell had the idea to take this on the road if it was a good idea. Yeah. And they go to Philly. They go to Chicago. Then they sort of open it up to the floor. It has been a good idea. It's Absolutely. been fantastic. They expanded yeah. the draft to the three days, which, I, you know what? I, I'm kind of all right with that, too. Yeah. I, I told Buck earlier this week, I've always loved the draft. Like, I've yeah. always watched the draft. There's just something about, like, the nerddom of it. The You're, you're making all – before a mock draft was a thing, I was eight years old, and you're figuring out who your team might pick. Yeah. Right. And I've always loved it. And so what it does is it brings it to fans who don't live in New York, who can't get to New York, right. who can't right. get a ticket in. Radio 
Radio City Music Hall, you now have an it's opportunity. It's free down here, here man. Yeah. I mean, that is such a cool That's thing. So and like cool, yeah. the NFL, the NFL has, you know, I mean, for all, as much as it shit on, like they've yeah. done a pretty good job of making this a thing, yeah. making for it fans. accessible to the average football fan. And yeah. I know people, I know people were complaining in my mentions about seating, but like, I mean, appreciate this thing for what it is. Yeah. This is one of the this is one of the most unique sporting events that your city can host. Uh, and I think that Nashville, despite despite whatever may happen with the weather tonight, Friday and Saturday are going to be beautiful. Yep. I think we're going to crush it yeah. in this yes. city. And I think we have thus far. And, and it's free. And NFL absolutely could have gouged prices on this thing. Yeah. If they wanted to charge admission or wanted to charge for the NFL draft experience or parking or whatever, but they made it all free. You know, that's part, partly the Titans, it sounds like, have kind of pushed that, um, which, you know, I thank them for that because, I mean, it does. It makes it accessible for anybody who wants to come down here can come down here and check it out. The I mean, only yeah. thing I'm thanking the Tennessee Titans for is if they draft Drew Locke because then I oh it will you know, it'll make, it'll make my year. Be hey, amazing Are we, we going to lock it down? <laughs> what we're doing? God, back to, he heard, it was like a bat signal. I said lock Drew Locke and Zebo comes sprinting back over the podcast. He heard it across the room and he just teleported over here. I saw it. You, you all left me and Travis were hosting your show solo for five minutes. Well, well, I'm not surprised. Listen, Marcus <laughs> Marcus is going to get traded to the Patriots, right? I can't do this Again. I can't. We're not. We're not talking about this I again. Can't. We're not. Oh, did you already talk about that while I was gone? No, we're not talking about it. We're, we're just not, not talking about it. Period. That's. It's a terrible theory. Have it's we? It's not. They have the draft capital Zach. to give us a first, a second, and a Zach. third. Zach, Zach texted me this morning and said that Patriots are going to trade the Titans a first, second, and third. For and Mario. when's the last time and the I'm Patriots like, have what? ever done that? Right. Well, let me say this: the Patriots trade had did 12 trades at the beginning of the 2018 league year involving you know draft capital. I'm, look, 12. I'm going to put a stop to this right now. For the rest of the day, I have a moratorium on two things. Zach is not going to talk about Patriots trades involving Marcus. Actually, he's not going to talk about trades at all, and we are not going to talk about fighting animals, okay? That's it. But I can still talk have, about Jay Cutler. Not doing I have it. a question. Have we addressed the Roberto Aguayo jersey that is in the house? Oh, Wait, what? what? No, yeah. Where? Oh, there is. That's it's a thing? Right can, a we, can we all turn Aguayo. to Sarah second, once? Second there round draft Which is the greatest jersey you could own at this point. Well done, sir. I salute you. That's the one thing. The man. You guys would have loved London. Oh my God! The jerseys. Lebowski was there. It was, Holy it was smokes! An eclectic uh, mix of jerseys. I, I saw. I was trying to write them down. Well, just sitting sitting where we were in the Wembley Stadium press box in front of us, because it was an open air press box, and you see a an Albert Hainsworth next to a Tom Brady, next to a Dan Marino, next to a, a Kirk Cousins. I mean, it was just the the, the, mo God. the most random assortment of players and fandom that you could have been. I got. I was on the. Tr I, I guess they call it the tube, uh, the subway that you take from Wembley back to where I was staying with a wasted uh, Washington fan and a Jets fan with the thickest Cockney accents that I've ever heard. And I actually had a, Adele. It, it was actually it Adele. Out, yeah. That's correct. <laughs> She's I a mean, big Sam Darnold advocate, but, this, <laughs> but that, that Aguayo dude may have, may have been in London. It, it's entirely possible. I'm sure I saw at least one Rob, Roberto Aguayo uh, jersey in London. But let me do the professional broadcaster thing here and make a transition because Travis Haney has been very excited about something oh, yeah. that he has wanted uh, to do that right. is Drew oh, Locke yeah. related. Yes, please. Yes. So Travis put uh, Travis put out the question. Obviously, Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Network tweets out that Drew Locke. I love that I just did that professional broadcast yeah. transition for you guys. By the way, take, take notes. That's why you get your own prime think this is his <laughs> no like the, the, you guys you guys don't hell? understand the self-involvedness that goes on in yeah. my day to day ball and other b words yeah. <laughs> I, th I didn't know i thought i thought you said something other than buck but that's okay i still love you uh so drew lock to the titans has been a big stink we've talked about it ad nauseum but travis decides to go on twitter and just incite the flames and say okay give me the worst thing that you well that's possibly. not fair okay so you, it actually you it started with your your friend our friend Matt Neely who said that if the Titans took lock he would mix cement and two tide boxes on the pedestrian bridge step in them and let it dry and jump into the river yes <laughs> so that got me thinking not an overreaction <laughs> I don't even know how you could jump with concrete shoes though I'd push him push yeah, yeah. Why tide boxes I don't know and what is a tide box don't they come in like plastic cans but listen I, I would I'm, boxes. I'm more than willing I'm more than willing to find out I'm here for that <laughs> so that got me thinking what would other people do to themselves 
if the Titans took Drew Locke. Give us the best ones that you found, I'll, Travis. I'll roll through a few. Patrick said he, he's going to flip the stage over, which it seems like a big stage, but he's going to flip the stage over, so he'll probably get arrested. So be on the lookout for if Patrick. There's enough to, if there's enough pissed-off Titans fans, that may be entirely possible. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll help. <laughs> this guy works at Fox says he'll quit his job. That seems bold. <laughs> Good for you. Joseph says he'll get an MM8 tattoo. I'd maybe hold off on that for another year and make yeah. sure. Why would you get the tattoo? of the guy that's Just on his way out. Because he's standing behind his I've already seen. I've already These, seen LaBelle. This, this fan group and tattoos just just messes me up. You haven't seen the, the, the pineapple MMA uh, tattoo on Lebowski's ass yet? No, I have not. I have. I don't, <laughs> yeah, you have. Really really don't appreciate you divulging personal information like that. So, that was, uh, excuse that me, only, sources say. That was sources only to counterbalance say. the loaded baked potato that I have tattooed on the left edge. So, I thank you very much for throwing me out there now. I want to say what the sour cream looks like. <laughs> sour cream, chives, butter, cheese, the whole thing. Is it uh, weird that I'm hungry? It's the whole gamut. It is a little, making me hungry. A bit. A bit. <laughs> Titans Homer says he'll make his account a Luck Watt fan account for a month. Oh, <laughs> God. That's, you that know. That sounds insufferable. Do you know uh, how many tweets I get about how, how much I look like Andrew Luck now that I've got the beard? Like, this really pisses me off. But, but you it, knew that was going to happen. No. I like, I mean, come on. Uh, this is all a cry for attention. I think I like, everything I, like, I do is a cry like for attention. If he starts a book club, we'll yeah. really uh, know. No, I, really, uh, I, I have to defend you a little bit here, Buck. Please do. I don't <laughs> By all means. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> you look a little ethnic emoji, for but, my um, Andrew Luck taste. Like, listen, in Tennessee, it's very hard to get people to take the opinions of a of a very uh, a very self-involved Arab, all right? We've got to ease them into it a little bit. <laughs> I guarantee there's at least two people who listen to this podcast right now going, what the fuck? <laughs> You're telling me he's from there? No, what kind so, of program am I watching? Holy shit. The wall just got 10 feet higher. Yeah. <laughs> Luck's face is like very wide set, like the front of an 18-wheeler. This is not. If, if that's normal-looking grill. You know what? Count it as a win. I appreciate that. You have a normal-looking grill. He looks like he literally has like a straight set of wood chipper teeth like right there in the front. And he's also a football cyborg, and he's got an 11-0 record oh, against you guys. Oh, God. Shush. Shush. I've got two more, and I'll shut it down. I shouldn't have never come on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Matt from Kentucky says he will put his wiener in a meat grinder. <laughs> oh, wow. No. Which is really. Did he say Did he wiener? Say wiener? Yeah. I don't want proof I mean, that like dick. Penis. Cock. It says wiener. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I, don't, I don't want. I did not that. edit. Is that not? No. Are you kidding me? Not We're not self-editing on no. this. And I, <laughs> you I know exactly you guys where you earlier. Are. I guess I can show the camera the uh, stuff Kermit with a pistol oh, in his yeah. mouth. Oh my oh, god. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Kermit with the pistol in his mouth. That seems a little intense. <laughs> it was, but I was like, you know, I, I get yeah. it. Well, there was the guy that was going to uh, French kiss his dog. If uh, I've seen you do that with Huxley. Well, yeah. I mean. Right. Wasn't See, that you? I think yeah. that's fairly common yeah. with dog owners. That yeah. What are you, Are you trying to tell us something about you and Kiss? No, I'm trying to say. I, I don't think that that guy was offering something special. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. You, you I think he just correct. calls that a Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, yeah, that's what I do. I swear to God, if you come in my house, I'm going to make out with my dog. I like, swear to God. Yeah, let's just bet shit I, we're doing already. I'm going to change my oil if they have Drew Locke. <laughs> Do you think Drew Locke looks at those tweets and is like, man, shit. <laughs> like, like, it's like anyone drafted by the Jets in any year. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. 100%. No, I mean, you, you feel for the guy because, you know, people are making a big stink about it. And he's here. Yeah, and he's here. And he's, he's in the city. Anything and wrong. unlike Kyler, he went to a charity event. Oh, that was a bad look. Drew, well, I mean, Kyler is all about bad looks. Drew as well as he could for four years, and now he's got people tell it, you know, threatening to off themselves if he, they're drafted <laughs> by his team. And uh, Withrow was at the thing, I guess, yesterday and called him a combination of Cutler and E from Entourage. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Which you can't really unsee oh, once no. you see it. Ew. That's tough. <laughs> I do see he the looks like a high school kid. Thing. He looks yeah. young. Yeah, he but does. so does Quinn and Williams in the face, and he would also eat your firstborn. That's true. I don't think Drew Locke is eating any humans from the appearance of it. No, but Quinn and Williams is. Just but he is going to be responsible for a lot of deaths, apparently, if he's drafted. <laughs> Jesus there Christ. There will be blood on his hands. At least, at Welcome least, to Nashville. At least, at least Matt Neely. Yeah. <laughs> Who was in the building at one point, but I believe he has left. I told him I'd bring him lunch if he wound up doing that. <laughs> Last what, meal or something. Pale, pale himself on the <laughs> no, while, while he's waiting for the concrete to dry. <laughs> he needs a bush. <laughs> or you just get, or you, once he falls off and he's like impaled somewhere, you just feed him a burrito like he's a horse. 
Like you saw horse. I brought you Chipotle. <laughs> Best wishes in the afternoon. You want to talk about some Put shit a rice you cannot bowl see? I cannot see that. What the hell? <laughs> you, you, you feeding Matt Neely as he's waiting for the concrete to dry as, he, as his suicide is imminent. <laughs> you feeding him a burrito like a damn horse with a feed bag. Like, what the and, hell is uh, that? For those new to the podcast, this is normal. This yeah, is, yeah, this is very this normal. Is very Hello. Yeah. Oh, you know. <laughs> This is how it goes and this is sometimes. why we do it, right? Buck? Yeah. This is why we're here. But I'm I'm glad that we got to do this together, Travis. Finally, 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 I decided to show up to something. It's it's special. It is it's special to me. We're gonna get both you guys in the garage at some point, no matter how creepy that sounds coming out of my mouth. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how terrible. <laughs> and that's and that's our cue to go. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of these days I'm gonna there. get you in that yeah. walk-in. Yeah. There's a dog there. It's perfectly yeah, it's, fine. It's fine if Huxley's there. <laughs> well, boys, this has been a lot of fun. We appreciate you guys having us on. I guess I should yeah, we appreciate you having us yeah. on, Buck. Oh, Thank yeah. you. No, you're, you're welcome. Yeah, you will they, not they, be invited. Will Compton your show. is still here if you want to. I was about to say, I mean, Compton, we do want to have Compton. We do want to probably come still come back And by now, I'm sure he's got a little bit ahead of steam on, so this this might get much more interesting. And Aguayo, you can have Aguayo on. You can have Aguayo Who's the pick going to be? It might actually. Oh, should we do that? Yeah, let's actually address the thing that's happening. I am of the opinion that if Brian Burns is there, I think they would go for it. I think that would give you an absolutely nasty pass rush with him and Landry off the edges. If you supplement that with Cam Wake, Correa, Finch, I think that would help you in in immeasurable ways, and it would mitigate the fact that Austin Johnson and Daquan Jones are literally the exact same person. They don't do anything. Uh, but I would I would be a huge advocate of Brian Burns in the first round. I like that. My gut says the Wilkins thing is real, yes, just because of that. Really, but it's almost like too obvious. Yeah. So I'm going to call my shot on the Simmons thing. I'm gonna I I'm like gonna it. say that I they like they have been back channeling to sign Sue without us realizing it. This thing in New York where he's putting on the Cowboys and Giants jerseys is nothing. Yes. Yeah. They already had a relationship with him and his agent a year ago trying to sign him. I think I think that's what's gonna happen. Jeff Simmons at 19.